Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is, hey, it's your burning questions answered. Yeah, let's do this. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep. We collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. We have Aisha back in the house. Hey, hey, hey. What up, everybody? What's up, girl? I like your pride. Uh, like, yes. what is it? Like a little beach? tank? Yeah. Little oh, is it a tank? Nice. <laughs> Sexy. Yeah. Real cute. Happy, yes. Has happy Pride Month to all of our friends um, yes. out there who get to hopefully just be themselves. Word. Yes. Um, friends, also, if you like what you hear, please remember to tell your friends because word of mouth really helps us. Um, also, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review. Um, please, 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 please. Uh, only five stars, though. Uh, but it really does help us on iTunes if you can do that. I think Spotify now has a way to rate podcasts there, too. Oh, so nice. If listening on Spotify, please do it there. Um, also, we're on social media, so follow us. We're at Kinda Dating across the board. Um, we kind of are killing it in Instagram right now. I feel like I love it. We're just going there. Are we not? I feel Balls like- Balls to the walls. Nothing yeah, matters like, anymore. Fuck this shit. <laughs> um, I don't know what other podcast is doing that. <laughs> what we're doing there. Um, so follow us on Instagram. We're at Kinda Dating. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across literally all social media. You're so good. Um, <laughs> I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. I mean, I don't know, whatever. If you want to find me on Facebook, it's Natasha Chandel official. Who uses Facebook anymore? <laughs> Aunties. Yes. <laughs> we are not there. Right. No. No, we are not. Um, we also have merch available, guys. That's the last little public service announcement before we get into the episode. We have merch available on tpublic.com. Um, so get like a kind of dating mug and support the show. Um, we have t-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of fun things. Uh, okay. You guys have asked for this. You wanted us to answer your questions because you have a lot of questions. <laughs> And that's fair. Dating is fucking a thing, you know? It's it's a thing. So you have questions. You send us lots of messages. We're finally here to answer them for you. Um, Aisha has the human perspective. I have the asshole perspective. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like everybody just thinks you're the, <laughs> that's so the better funny. half. Um, but we're really excited to get into these. These are some very relevant questions and topics. Um Aish, what do we got first? Okay, so I apologize in advance if I butcher any of these names, but the first one is from Reagan, so I can do that one. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, so Reagan says, <clears throat> love your podcast so much. It's been so helpful even for a 21-year-old who's early in dating life. 
I was wondering if you could make a podcast that elaborates on waiting for Mr. Right. And if it's okay to restrict yourself to dating anyone that you feel is a waste of your time. I've been single my whole life and I would like to believe that it's because I'm not settling and I just believe there's a guy for me worth trying with. But the waiting gets defeating. Mm. It makes me question if I should just jump into a relationship that I might not be 100% wanting to do. What do you think? I mean, that's a good question. It's a yeah. very good question, Mr. <laughs> Wright. Uh, we will probably do an episode on this, like a full-length episode. But um, Aisha, what do you think? I think that you are 21 and then you should be out here exploring, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, that's one of my like bigger regrets as a now person in her early 30s was not exploring more in my younger 20s. Um, and why did you not explore then? I mean, I have this thing where I just don't, I was like just very focused on other things and like mm-hmm. dating was just not really in the forefront. Like I was doing 21, I was still in college. So I was like having fun or whatever, yeah. but like it just wasn't at the forefront. And it sounds like for Reagan, it's a little bit more of a priority for her. And I think, especially when you're young, you should be dating lots of different people to figure out exactly what you like, you know, because those things change over time and they change with people that you date. So I definitely think that you should, you know, if you're comfortable, go ahead and date some people. And Mr. Wright will come along eventually, but you're not going to find Mr. Wright if you're not dating anybody. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean... I think a key thing that that she said that we shouldn't ignore is that, like, is it okay to restrict yourself from mm-hmm. dating anyone you feel is a waste of time? Right. Definitely don't date anyone you feel is a waste of time. Like right. a true waste of time, which is obviously a fine line, right? Um, yeah. I mean – it's funny. I was just listening to TLC song Scrubs the other day in the car. It was just like some throwback weekend. Yeah. And uh, it was playing on the radio. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. If, you know, he's hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride, maybe John not Holland. the person for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, if, if he if he falls under that category or she or they, mm-hmm. do, do not waste your time with them. Um but I agree with what Aisha is saying. Most people are not a waste of time. Right. And, and most people are tr- also truly not a fit. But right. you won't know that if you don't try. Right. right? I think like um, dating multiple people before meeting Mr. Right or the one. The person. done right. an episode mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, has benefits. Like – I don't know about you, Aish, but for me, it's like all the other people I dated prepped me for mm-hmm. for a good relationship. And they also taught me things I don't want and I mm-hmm. do want. And, you know, a lot of them revealed my own strengths right. and weaknesses, which is a big thing for us because we think like being in an actual good relationship and maintaining it is a skill. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think it's that hard. A lot of it is also common sense. But I think dating around a little bit kind of preps you for that, especially when you're that young. Yeah. Um, And I I think it's interesting what you said that, you know, you sort of regretted that because my other best friend in Canada – she was somebody who was a little bit more like Reagan, was like, I don't want to waste my time. I think there's one person out there and now she's very like, 
I just need I, like now she's just like I want to fuck everybody because I That's didn't right have now. it enough. Yeah, <laughs> and she's literally like I didn't have it enough, and now I feel like mm-hmm. oh my god, I should be thinking about marriage, but like what the fuck do I know about marriage because I didn't fuck anybody before, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's no right answer to it. If you would like to wait and that feels right for you, you should. Um, but I do think you should give it a shot with somebody that semi intrigues you. Yeah. You know, they don't need to be, definitely make sure they're not giving you red flags. Don't just fuck around to fuck around. I think that's something she said at the end. Should I just jump into a relationship? No, don't jump into a relationship. Yeah. But if there's somebody that you meet and you're like, oh, this person he seems fun. I'm attracted to them. They, they seem like a good person or they have their shit together remotely because at 21, who has their shit together? No, not But there all. are some good people. There are good people out there. So like, you know, explore and, yes. and date and it's not like you can't get out of it. Exactly. And sometimes we do live in the, do you think like the fantasy of, you know, wanting, uh, that one person, like, oh, I, I only met and fell in love with one person. Yeah, that is 100% a fan. <laughs> I was actually at a wedding this weekend, and the couple had been together since they were 14. <laughs> you know? So rare. Like, very rare. Very, very rare. And it's cute, but it's also like, damn, for real? Like, did you? You know what I mean? You didn't even want to see sure? any other <laughs> dick or pussy out there. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you know. It's up to you, really. And I agree. Definitely don't jump into relationships if you don't feel like yeah. you want to be in a relationship with a person. And I don't even think you need to be in a relationship with everybody. Just because you're dating doesn't mean you have to go to that. You know? Yes, that is a very good point. I think you and I had a different experience. You wait, you waited. I dated a lot early on. And so there is an element of like, I don't feel a lot of regret now. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like I've had enough dick that I'm like, okay, I know what is like good and makes me feel good. And that's it. Um, again, though, you know, it doesn't have to be about sex either. It's right. just about like... You and I have had this discussion about the one and and how I don't really believe in the one, guys. So my thing is, you know, I know that there are a lot of people who are like, when you know, you know. But I really do feel that the one is like a summation of events. Like somebody has shown up for you the way you needed them to over and over and over again. And then down the line, you go like, yeah, this person must be the one because they're showing up for me the way I need every time. Versus this like... Ooh, gut instinct feeling um, <laughs> that like I know the universe from the beginning. Um, and so I think if you think of it that way, you won't know who Mr. Right is until you give him an opportunity to show you that yep. they are right for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just sort of how you look at it. That said, your life, your body, your choice, your right. Um, so, you know, do what feels right for you with the person that feels right for you. Um, but just know that there are advantages to the dating process. 100%. Right? <laughs> yes. And just some fun. Is that not even about sex? Sometimes you just like have fun with somebody, even though they're mm-hmm. like not the right person. You can still enjoy time with other people and, and do fun things. Yeah, totally. Might 21. Make yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go, go on some picnics and, you know, 
I don't know. I don't remember what I did at 21 anymore. All right. I mean, even though it was last year, I don't – I have a bad memory. <laughs> Um, Aisha, what's the next question? All right. Next question is from Emmy. Emmy says, oh, this is the classic. How long should you wait to have sex when you just started dating a guy? How long should you wait to spend the night? Oh, man. I am so opinionated about this. I (laughs) Yeah, I feel like my philosophy kind of has changed on this. I was very before, very much on the rigid, don't do it, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, you know, if you're feeling it, go for it. Do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Um, I will say with that caveat, specifically for men, women dating men, that if it happens relatively early, the power dynamics kind of shift. And I don't want to be like, you know, it's like a fucking battle or whatever, but it does change things a little bit. And in my experience, it more likely than not will not lead into a lasting relationship. Interesting. That's just my experience. What made you change your perspective? And um, and how long did you s- sort of used to wait? Was it <laughs> a fixed time or was right. it? Yeah. So I <laughs> wasn't doing much waiting, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would preach it, but I was not practicing it. Um, which is why I know that most of the time it does not turn into anything lasting. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. It was good times. Yeah. Um, but it just, you know, when people would say, like, I think the Steve Harvey thing was like 90 days, whatever. I was like, oh, no, yeah, that makes sense. That sounds right. But now I'm I'm just more of the philosophy of, like, if it feels good, if you guys are vibing, you feel safe with this person, and it leads to that naturally, then go for it. Just, yeah. you know, remember that. Things might not work out the way you want to. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think, though, that it working out or not working out had to do with sex? For me personally, yes. Okay. I think it had a lot to do with it because just the relationship just went there first. So it was harder to— Got it. Yeah, it was harder to— And then, like, you felt like they they got their peace and then they were like, I'm out. Basically. And then with me too, though. So I was like, all right, well, this is just like what this relationship is. And I feel like once that bridge is crossed before a deeper connection is made, it's harder to then retroactively go back and make mm-hmm. that deeper connection. Again, this is just with men, though. This is like in yeah, straight yeah. relationships. Yeah. But, Did yeah. you want a deeper connection with those people or was it like, like you said, there were some times you both were fine with it just being sex. Right. I think for me, for most of them, I did want a deeper connection. But as we've talked before, I had a very serious case of cool girl syndrome. So I was, you know, of the belief that, all right, well, we'll just go with this flow. Eventually he'll come over and, you know, we'll be fucking whatever the fuck. But yeah. My last little question (laughs) for you. When you had sex, was it because you were trying to be cool for them? Like, was it like, oh, you know, I'm just like, yeah, obviously you wanted it, but also yeah. like maybe you didn't think about waiting as much because you were like, I'll, I'll hold them with the sex. Yeah, I think it was a lot of that. Yeah. For sure. And just a lot of me being like, oh, you know, the other stuff will come later. And just being more comfortable with the sex part than the like mental it- intimacy part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've totally done both. I have my, my first boyfriend of four years, the poor, poor guy, I made him wait a year and a half. Year That's, and a half. Why? I don't even know how you did that. Yeah. Well, we did everything else but that. Oh, okay, that helps. Um, but I was just, I mean, I was young at the time, which I guess isn't young for Americans, but, you know, I was 16 when we started dating, so I wasn't gonna, I, I was just, for me, yes. it was too young. And mm-hmm. so I just, like, wasn't mentally ready, and so I waited yeah. until I really, really was ready, and I really loved the person. Right. So that was, like, a big one for me where I always look back, and I always say, like, if I had a daughter, I would say, or a son, to be, I mean, anybody, I would just say yeah. to them that... If you can, try to make it with somebody you loved and because you wanted to do it so that you don't look back and go like, oh, I was drunk at some party. And that also happens and there's nothing wrong with that either. But you're just going to have a different feeling about it when you look back. And there's no, it's not like you can't live with that feeling. But, you know, um, that's one thing that you'll always sort of have a positive outlook on sex because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I've also you know, waited, I mean, with my ex who I was living with before, we waited two and a half months and it ended horribly, horribly. Mm -hmm. And then with my boyfriend now, it was like on the third date Mm -hmm. and it's like one of my healthiest relationships ever. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I do think my personal opinion, we did an episode on sex positivity. So I do encourage people to listen to that episode. It's what... You have to ask yourself why you're having sex, mm-hmm. what it means to you, and what the outcome of what you think sex is going to lead to. Right. If you think, like, I take sex as a pleasurable thing I'm doing for me. Mm-hmm. So to me, there's no, like, if I have sex with you, I'm trying to keep you there. Which mm-hmm. I have I've had sex in the past and felt pressured by it. Like, I was in a situation where I was like, oh, my God, like, maybe he's going to think I'm, like, uptight and whatever, and I had sex, and then I was like, fuck. Um, So after that, I really learned to, you know, to me, the answer of, you know, how long should you wait to have sex or how long to wait to spend the night is whenever you want. Exactly. And do not have sex because you feel pressured, you want them to stay, you want to be loved by them, you think you should. All of those are negative reasons rooted in like insecurity. Mm -hmm. Have sex because you wanted to have it, you wanted to get your peace, and then that way you have no regrets about it. Right. Because sex is very different than a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, and... I do believe that nowadays most progressive guys don't care and are not judging girls about when they have sex with them, but there are many who do, and they're Mm -hmm. losers. Uh, But I would also say if if those people are giving you an impression that you need to have sex with them for them to stay, that's that's not the right person. Or you get a feeling like, You know how we have that feeling. We date people that you're like, if I don't have sex, this is going to end. And if you feel like that, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to. And if you want to and you're fine, like make it separate from the relationship. I don't know. Does that make sense? Am I? I think it makes sense. Like it just needs to be like sex is for the sex part. Don't make it that sex is a 
is going to result in some relationship. Don't make it a right. power dynamic. Right. The way you release the power dynamic is by owning it, going, I mm-hmm. want to have sex, so I don't give a shit where this goes. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's unrelated to it. Then you walk away and you had your peace and you, they're not like, you could, if they end it and they're a loser and they go by, like, because I already hit it, then you go, yeah. all right, great. Well, I had my peace. I got my dick. I got my pussy. See you later. Off I go. And right. fuck you. Mm-hmm. But you feel bad when you had sex with somebody because you wanted, you thought. It was going to result into something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my, you know, thing with it. I will say for me, generally, I take a little bit of time. Like I've usually waited. And I would say if like an average, it would be like a month, you know, is around my time. Because it also takes me, and I don't know how other people feel or how you are, Aisha. It takes me time to feel comfortable around people and like Mm -hmm. safe. Like that safety aspect is like I'm suspect of everybody. So... So that's what takes me a little time. But now I don't do it because of a power dynamic anymore. I just do it whenever I want. And that could be, and it usually ends up being like around a month. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that about like, like now do you think, how has it changed for you now? You said it changed for you now. Yeah. Um, I think just maybe it's just my view on sex has changed now. I think it's more of what you were just saying where it's like you get yours and then if it doesn't turn into anything, that's fine. Like I'm just having sex because it's fun, not because I think it's going to lead into anything else. Basically. I want to have this human experience and, you know, we'll figure out what goes on after that and that's fun. (laughs) Because society, like what pisses me off is society makes makes women feel like Sex is something a guy is taking from us. Like our virginity mm, is something they're lost. taking. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's like they create this power dynamic. And I'm so ant like I'm so adamant about like breaking that shit. I'm like, no, you haven't taken shit from me. I gave it to you because right. I wanted to. And then I don't feel bad about it because um but that that also doesn't mean you have to have sex with everybody. That's the whole point. Yeah. The whole point mm-hmm. is whenever you want. And that could mean never. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, there's lots of people I've dated that I was like, I don't want to have sex with you. I don't, I didn't like you enough. <laughs> and I just, there, that was it. Or yeah. other people haven't had sex with me. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> that's just wild. Happens to me <laughs> twice, guys. And that's fine too, you know? Like, the whole point is you, we remove this power dynamic and this whole fucking patriarchy shit about our sexuality by doing it if you want to. And that mm. could mean, Date one, that could mean a month, it could be a year, it could be never. Your choice. Could be after marriage. Could be. Just do it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you can spend the night also and not have sex. Can it's you? tough. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. But I'm saying. That is tricky. It's again your choice. So it, if yeah, you no, think yes. you have the, the, you know, wherewithal for to say no at the end. You can spend the night and not do anything. You can cuddle. Some people are just cuddlers. That's true. And again, I don't know. Nowadays, I I would be fucking if a guy pressured a girl. And again, we're just talking mm. heteronormative. If yeah. if somebody was like, I don't want to have sex, and a guy was like, No, but let's just just yeah. two minutes. 
I would, that would just be a massive red flag. Like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out. Do not even wait, I feel like nowadays. I'm like, yep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who does that, but I'm sure people do. I am sure people do. But yeah, agreed. As soon as the no but or the, oh, come on, or, you yeah. know, the fucking anything like that comes out, it's a wrap. <laughs> and I know, I don't know how you feel, but like, as in, you know, I'm Indian and in the Indian community, uh, it just did dawn on me as I was saying this that yes, there is a bit more judgment with guys mm. about, you know, oh, their girl having sex while they'll fuck around with whoever they want, whenever they want, but they'll judge the girl. And right. again, my only thing to that is I have also faced that from people. And I would just ditch those dudes. Like, that is not the kind of person you want to be with. And God bless them. They'll find somebody who is right for them and some chaste girl that they feel or some bitch who's lied to them. You know? Like, (laughs) so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That actually reminds me of how I know that it is actually still kind of prevalent is the fact that we have this whole, like, side chick versus wifey thing. Yes. Uh, um, like the whole thing that like you can do, I don't know, you have the vanilla sex with the sex with your wife, but the side chick you can do all the crazy shit with. That shit drives me crazy. I'm like, why can't we just be freaking whatever with our partners? Like, why do we yeah. have to, why does it need to be somebody else to do the crazy mm-hmm. shit with? Oh, because, you know, your partner is supposed to be fucking virginal Madonna, whatever bullshit. Yeah. But, and, and, and that's the thing is like, we can't, we obviously can't control guys and we can't make them or those people feel the way that they should be feeling, you know? You can't yeah. make, I mean, no. we see it on TV all the time. Like guys, some male characters don't want to have sex with a, a, their wife when she's pregnant. Right. And they're like, I'm going to hurt the baby. So then they'll go cheat and fuck some other bitch, you know? Right. It's like we can't change those people, but we can control ourselves, which is if somebody is acting like that and feels like with you, you are some delicate flower and that doesn't work for you, you have to make a choice that's right for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, without getting TMI, like my boyfriend and I talk about it all time about balancing that sort of that idea of like an angel devil, Mm -hmm. you know, and you need to also be able to be a devil with the, and I say devil like, you know, with fucking quotes. Um, (laughs) Because it's not a devilish thing to want to be freaky. It's the lady Um, in the streets and the freak. Exactly. And you can do that with with your partner. Right. You know, and you just have to find the person that allows you to do that with. Right. Um, And if there are people who are mad like old school about it and you're not, I could never do that. I could never be with somebody like that mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, yeah. or maybe I've, you know, been with people. Like, my four-year relationship was somebody who had much more fixed ways of how women should behave. Right. But I was so young. Exactly. Now I'm like, mm <laughs> Not possible. Nope. That's what I want. Um. So, yeah, guys, listen to that sex positivity episode also with uh, Haley Herms. Um, I don't know what episode it is now, but you can Google it. And it's in, um, you know, it's in Apple and Spotify and all the places. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Yes. Uh, Aish, what's next? What's next? Who we got? Okay. This is from Jack Marie. 
Mm-hmm. Jack says, I'm a single mom and had shitty luck with guys. I don't know how to find somebody worth trusting. That's tough. That I mean, we tough. have a lot of um, single parent and recently divorced listeners, which has uh, surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough yeah. being a single parent. I, could, I can't imagine because I'm sure a lot of people are... <clears throat> uh, are little can be a little scared of that. Um, I mean, I would say the first thing is definitely like spotting the narrative. Yes. You know, I have shitty luck with guys. If you keep saying it, you're going to keep finding it and reinforcing your narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a weird subconscious thing we do. Um, I mean, Aisha, what do you think? How do you find somebody? I don't know how to find somebody worth trusting. Right. I definitely agree with uh, shifting your narrative. Um, And then I would look into where you're finding these guys who are coming out not trusting. Um, Like, you know, if you're only going on apps, maybe it's time to try a different method of finding people. Um, And then also try to figure out what it is about you that is attracting these people and like what are you missing? What do maybe you need to work on that'll help you attract these people who are trustworthy? Or is it another thing where you're just, you know, super, because, you know, you're a mom, a single mom. I totally get that. You got to protect your kids. Is it just a, like a really strong wall that's up that maybe needs to be, you know, let loose a little bit? I think it's a lot of um, just sort of figuring out what it is about you that's funneling this stuff. Yeah. I mean, so many of us have been in bad relationships. I think all Mm -hmm. of us, um, I know you and I can talk about, you know, negative relationships, being cheated on, all those things. Yeah. And they can definitely make you worried and scared all the time and, uh, and on edge about somebody breaking your trust again. Right. Um, and I remember I used to be so scared because I've been cheated on stupid amount of times. Um, and as I grew older, I started realizing, the, again, the part in what you said is correct, Aisha, what part did I control? Mm-hmm. And the part I controlled was the types of people I was dating. Right. And so where before I used to let certain red flags slide in the beginning, then I stopped and I was like, oh, no, no, no. So I would say the first step to finding someone worth trusting is talk to some people because you can't not. Um, but only go on dates with the people that aren't giving you major red flags. Mm-hmm. And that's whatever is a red flag for you. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, you have a child and um, they are – their profile says they never want kids. <laughs> right. Probably don't get into that, you know, or they say they do drugs and you don't want that around your kids. Don't do that. You know, whatever it is for you, don't don't ignore those major red flags in the beginning. And then remember that trust is earned. Right? Mm. Like I think the biggest thing I learned was I used to be super open like I would just give everything in the beginning of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then it's there's nothing for the other person to 
learn or peel off about you. Mm. So I'm not saying like hold yourself back, but at the same time, like I don't trust anybody blindly in the beginning. I'm sort of optimistically cautious, you know, where you're like, okay, I'm enjoying this moment. This is a nice time I'm having. It could go either way. I'll be okay either way. And then slowly as they show up every time, you give them a little bit more trust. Mm -hmm. So that it's not this like free for all. Because it's like energy, right? Trust is energy that you're giving somebody. And if we give all of our energy away right in the beginning, we have nothing left. Right. At the same time, you don't want to be holding back energy. You don't want to be like, like you said, Aisha, like having walls up mm-hmm. that make somebody have to expend extra of their energy to try to get to you. Um but you just want to like stay in the moment and hopefully I, I would say the first step is only date people that aren't giving you major red flags. Mm-hmm. And if that takes time, it's okay because you're not, again, looking for 7 billion matches. Right. <laughs> you got a kid or kids, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. you want to bring good people around them. And mm-hmm. also definitely like big time change your narrative. Did that help you when you started doing that, Aish, do you think? What, changing my narrative? Yeah. Yeah. You, I would change so. it a little bit. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like now, I truly can't imagine how I used to be into all the kind, like the kinds of guys I was into. Right. Like now, it almost like even the thought like disgusts me. I'm like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> now I'm so like I love like I and my narrative changed because I used to say like guys are dicks. That was sort of mm-hmm. my thing. And when I started changing it, and I started saying like, oh, there are lots of nice guys. There are Mm -hmm. lots of nice guys. There are lots of nice guys. I started sort of focusing on the nice guys. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. There are good people out there, guys. There are lots of people. We're here. Exactly. We're good people. And so that means other people are out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's got to be open to it. Yeah. All right, Aish, what's next? Okay. Who is next? Okay. This is where it starts getting complicated. Um, I believe it's Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it, okay. Right? I don't know. Great. <laughs> <Right. laughs> okay, this is an interesting one. Wikipedia asks, is chemistry overrated? Like, is it something that can be developed over time instead of having it ASAP? Oh, man, we've had, we've had this chemistry conversation a lot. We have. What do you think? Yes. Um, Especially post-pandemic, Aish. What so interesting. Think? I know, right? I don't think chemistry is overrated, first of all. I think it is important to have sparks. However, I will also say that chemistry can be developed. So, like, you can meet somebody and just be, like, totally cool within friends, and then over time, shit changes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's happened, right? Yeah, it's totally happened. You're, like, not even paying any attention, and then one day you're like, oh, shit, wait, what? (laughs) What is that? I feel something. Yes. So, <laughs> I think for both of those reasons, actually, it shows that chemistry is not overrated and is important. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, chemistry is not overrated. I would say it's misunderstood. There you go. That's a good one. You know, where um, I do think you need basic attraction. Yes. 
in the beginning, you have to feel something. Mm-hmm. But I do think chemistry, real chemistry, improves over time with intimacy and getting to know somebody. And and that's why I think with friends, a lot of times that can happen, mm-hmm. where suddenly you're, you've looked at somebody and like the whole time you've built all these years of intimacy and, and sort of emotional connection. And then one day you just look at them and they're like right. standing with their hands in their pocket and like, you it's know, like doing a lean. swaggy. Exactly. And you're like, oh, oh, well. <laughs> Oh, what was, what was that? Oh, that. Oh, shit. Why do I have little goosebumps? Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so definitely, you know, chemistry uh, can come over time. There is, I think people also confuse like, and we've had this discussion about lust, lust and love kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Lust is like that primal chemistry that's like right in the beginning, super raw. You just want to fuck them. Right. Um, but like real chemistry that would build something long lasting, uh, I think can take a little time. And so many people have messaged us saying that on first dates, they're nervous. Yeah. Right? Like we're totally. all nervous. Most of us have mm-hmm. some guard up in the beginning. So you can't really feel full chemistry. Yeah. Because you're not feeling safe. And so yeah. sometimes it builds in a few relationships because you start feeling safe. Mm-hmm. That said, you can also, if it's just not building, right? like I've been in relationships like that where I was like, oh, this is, there's something there, oh. but it's not getting mm-hmm. enough to maintain for me where I'm, I'm just like not feeling as excited physically mm-hmm. around a person. Then that's like okay, it's just not building. Right. Um, but hundred percent chemistry can be developed. I think. Yeah, yeah. we agree. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. We agree on a lot. Ding ding ding. We should do that's like a little. Like- <laughs> Adam should be like. Eh, right. Eh, like. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> okay, what do we have next? Next, we have, I think it's Lulu Lucia. Lulu Lucia. Mm-hmm. That's a nice name. Right? Okay, <laughs> this is funny. How do you not get burnt out on dating multiple people? Just <sighs> <sighs> uh, a resident like, single person. Go. I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> that's that's my philosophy. Yes, uh, that was my thing. <laughs> Literally, like I know people who do do it. It's just I don't know. It's too much for me. <laughs> yeah. How many people do your friends sort of date at one time? I would say average about two, mm-hmm. two to three. Yeah. Um, and this is like you know like dating, talking, not like super serious. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, Lulu Lucia. <laughs> For real. <laughs> it's hard. It's a lot of energy. You know, people are energy and you have to expunge a lot and you have to remember things about each person. Yeah. I know people who used to write notes. You know? Like they would save a per- yeah. a, a girl's name in their phone and then they would put notes of how they... Right. They, what they knew about them. It, right. Because when you're dating so many people, it's hard to keep track. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you. Don't, if if you're like, if you have to ask the question, how do you get not get burnt out, means you're dating too many people. Right. So just don't do it. Don't. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. 
one friend might be telling you, which is funny because we do we just you know did an episode on friends, but friends might be telling you like, oh, date multiple people, and maybe, and I do think you should in mm-hmm. the beginning of a relationship be open and like date other people, but only as much as you can handle, it's, right? Mm-hmm. And if for you it's just one at a time, just do it one at a time, right? But I do get that maybe maybe the question is also how do you not get burnt out by talking to by so just, many different people, like messaging right. and blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that I do. <laughs> I mean, what what do you do to try to, or do you feel burnt out? I know you feel burnt out a little bit. I do feel burnt out, but I will say, and just the like, if we're just on text talking stage. It's not that, I don't know. For me, it's not as much pressure than like actually like spending time with somebody. That's when it gets a little woo for me. But I don't know. I guess if we're just talking about the texting phase, just like have fun with it, mm-hmm. you know? And again, I agree. Do as many or talk to as many people as you feel comfortable with. But I don't know. Maybe just don't put as much pressure on it when you're just exchanging random texts back mm-hmm. and forth. Yeah, I... I think at the most I've probably I've probably dated two or two or max three at the same time. But that's like very early on mm-hmm. and then quickly like one weeded them out. Yeah. But I mean I weed people out by like the second date sometimes. Right. Like second or third. <laughs> Isn't it it's like if if it's not feeling anything in somebody and with somebody else it is, I just, you know, started focusing energy there. Um yeah, I I do think that the exhausting part of dating is sort of when you put that extra energy in the beginning and you yeah. have these expectations, and I think that's what makes you feel burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like what you said, maybe a bit of it is just dating people, changing that mindset and, ch- and dating people for the sake of learning or mm. having fun mm-hmm. or, you know, um, like make it more lighthearted so it's not – energy sucking. Right. I always remember there's this monk named Dandapani and he talks about like you have $100. Imagine your life as a $100 bill. And where are you, sorry, like all the energy you have in your life is a $100 bill. Where are you spending your $100? Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, at that point, when you think of $100, you go, that's it. That's all you have in your life. Who and what are you giving that energy and money and time to um, matters, you know? And so just remember, like, we do have a finite amount of it. And if you feel burnt out, then that is your body and mind telling you right. it's too much. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're over, you know, you're overdrafting. I don't know. What's mm-hmm. the term? You're getting in debt of <laughs> your <Right>. $100. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, like, I could never... Uh, I have friends, uh, I used to have a girlfriend who, on the apps, dated a different person every, yeah. every day, mm-hmm. like five days. I, was I like, had a friend who did it, like three different guys in one day. Like, she was like stacked. Oh my God. <laughs> the states, the states, but like, yeah. she was like, you know, yeah. ready. I mean, we've had people come on the podcast, right? We've had some guests on the podcast who've written books about the fact that they've gone on 200 plus dates. Right. And I'm always like, how have you had time? Right. 200 plus dates. Like, I can count on two hands how many people have actually gone on a physical date with from an app. (laughs) Two hands. 
Like that's less than 10 people Mm -hmm. in all my years on an app. I've tended to meet people in life, but it just meant that like I wasn't the same as my other friends, you know? Some people could do the daily date and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. It was too much for me. Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, yeah, if that's not you, don't do it. Yeah. Because then you hate the dating process. Right. That just adds to this experience Mm -hmm. that already feels difficult on its own. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's already a difficult enough narrative to sort of get past. (laughs) So don't make it more difficult for yourself than it needs to be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think we have time for a couple more questions. Okay. What do we have? Let's see. What do we have? I hope this is helpful, guys. These are fun mm-hmm. questions, though, for us. They are. I love answering questions. Um, okay, this one is from a guy, so we'll do this one mm-hmm. from Tony. Tony asks, how do you build slash give confidence to a guy who is shy but a great guy? Mm. He should listen to our Rebuilding Confidence episode with Connor right. Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> what do you think, Aish? Because you are, uh, I think sometimes you have identified as sort of shy. Yes. <laughs> I identify as shy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How have you sort of, what works for you to build confidence? I think that the best thing to do is to, which is hard, don't get me wrong, but to rip off the band-aids and just fucking go for it. So like for me, not approaching is like a huge thing because I am shy and I don't know, it's just really fucking hard. It terrifies me. But I have found <laughs> by that method, it's just not working for me anymore. You know, that's the people aren't coming like they used to. So in order to combat that, really the only thing that I can do is just I can go out there and start making the first moves. And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be shitty for a while. There's going to be rejection, but the more you do something, the easier it's going to be. And like the less of the end of the world, it's going to feel. And then that's naturally just going to make you feel more confident. You're like, all right, I've been rejected before, whatever. What's another one. And then eventually it won't be a rejection. You know, I love that. That's, that's (laughs) great. Great advice. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think also people have to focus on the fact, like, we focus on sort of our weaknesses and to focus on our strengths, which is, you know, this person said they're shy, but a great guy. So Mm -hmm. it's like, focus on the fact that you're a great person and you have a lot to offer. And remember that somebody not... um, you know, reciprocating feelings or whatever. It's just like dating is trial and error and it's just a jigsaw puzzle mm. and and no piece is a bad piece. It's just not always the right fit. And so when you think of it that way, it takes a little bit of the personal aspect of it out. Um, people, I could imagine the pressure of wanting to feel confident because the world is always like, we like confidence, confidence, confidence. The truth is even the most confident people Mm -hmm. are not totally confident. So um, just know you're sort of on the same playing field. But I do think you're you're right, Aisha. You got to just 
rip that Band-Aid off and, and a little bit of desensitize yourself mm-hmm. and focus on the good things you have. Um, that's a way in general for us to build confidence about ourselves so that we're not giving, again, this power away to other people right. to dictate who we are and, and our worth. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if somebody doesn't like you. It just doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It just means yeah. they're not a fit. That's it. And that's it's better to know sooner than later. Right. Exactly. Just get out there and fake it till you make it. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Put on that face. Don't be a dick about it, but, you know. Yep. Yeah, just don't <laughs> neg people. But other yeah, than that, do that, yeah, go fucking pull a hitch. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Even exactly. Hitch got scared. He did. Yeah, that was his whole thing, right? Yeah. Because so like, it happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Do we have but, time for any more? What I think so. Let's see. Let me find out. Um, <laughs> okay, this is funny. And it's from Udapich. Udapich says, how do you let go of someone who you've once had feelings for? Another classic. <sighs> this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. It what is. Has helped you over time. Honestly, I think the really the only thing that you can do or the main thing that you can do is just be patient. Time does indeed heal. Um, and do not, whatever you do, look up that person on social media. Do not <laughs> reach out to that person. You need to sort of block that person out from your perimeter. And eventually your brain will think about it less and less. And then don't also don't punish yourself for you're like random wandering thoughts. That's just how the brain works. Let those thoughts happen and try to focus on something else. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard people say, I used to say this, uh, but but I loved them. How can I stop oh, yeah. loving them? I definitely hear that. Um, I mean, what do you even say to that? It's yes. <laughs> yes, you did. And you had that experience and the next experience was beautiful. And you will love again and it'll be okay. And that person is just not, you know, it's just not it. It's not the right time. It's not the right fit. That person is just not for you. And let's take some time to figure out who the for you person is. And you're not going to find them if you're still yeah. stuck on this other person. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, um, you know, was with a crazy person. Mm. Um, I shouldn't say that anymore, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> abusive person. Yeah. Um, he uh, was somebody I thought I really loved. And mm-hmm. I couldn't understand at the end. I was like, even though this person hurt me so badly, I was like, how do I walk away and give up on somebody I just said I loved? Isn't love mm-hmm. unconditional? Isn't it like no matter what, you're supposed to love them if you said those words? Because I used to be very like idealistic. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like I think the thing that freed me was you could still love somebody from afar and still yeah. not be with them. Mm-hmm. You could still say I love you, but you're not a right fit. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is definitely, like, acceptance. You can't Mm. force a situation or change it. Once uh, you've broken up, you can't make somebody get back together with you. And if you do, you should be arrested. 
You can't do that. Okay. (laughs) So don't force somebody to be with you against their will. Mm -hmm. So the only thing you can really do is faith. And while I don't want to get frou-frou about it, but like you got to have some faith in the universe and the process that one of two things, either you're meant to be together and you'll find your way back to each other, but you can't force that to happen. Or the more likely thing, you'll never get back together. And it's better that you saw it now mm-hmm. and that you're free sooner mm-hmm. than later. Um, and to just accept that this is the reality of the situation, the only moment that exists is now. And in this now moment, you're not together. Yeah. And so you got to accept it. And you can still, again, not hold ill feeling towards somebody if you don't have it. You can just love them. You can grieve. You can feel sad. But you can also be curious. I always remember what Jodi Frank said in episode four of Kind of Dating. Um, she was a therapist who came on. And, and I said, mm. what happens like when you break up and you're scared about What's going to happen? What if you never meet somebody? And she said, well, instead of being scared, why don't you be curious? Mm. And I really loved that because it's like it changes this dynamic of, oh, my God, like what if I never find somebody again to, ooh, I wonder who I'm going to date next. I love it. Like there's just like a little shift. It makes it a little more fun, you know. Um, I would say, though, my only other caveat to this is, Ask yourself why you're also stuck on somebody. Is it because, um, is it self-sabotaging? Is it Mm. you're, you're scared to see what's out there and, and it's easy to hold yourself back? Like, oh my God, guys are notorious for this FYI. Guys, it's been, it's in case studies has proven that women get over a breakup, women grieve hard in the beginning like we'll be super emotional but then we'll let go and once we let go we're done right men won't grieve in the beginning they'll act like everything's fine and then they'll hold on to that and they have a much it takes men years sometimes to get over somebody that they loved and it didn't work out with so you got to ask yourself is it are you stuck because you're scared of seeing what's out there or Are you still in love with them and you want to try to make it right? Which sometimes you can, but sometimes you can't. Yeah. And if you can't, we're going to circle back to acceptance. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's all you can do. That's really all you can do. You know, this is, this is, what is it? This is the cards that have been dealt to you. The hand. Yes. What are you going to do with the hand? You're going to ignore the hand or are you going to fucking deal it out? Yeah. (laughs) Make, you know. uh, what is it when the world lemons? throws you lemons? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> make lemonade. <laughs> make lemonade. You make lemonade out of them lemons. Yes. Yes. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and just know that if you met one cool person, there yes. are more cool people out there for you. There are to more meet. cool people. I love that. There are 7 billion. Right. <laughs> it's really weird as we wrap this episode up. Um, you know, I recently started doing the, um, Aisha, you've heard me talk about like writing the, all my negative thoughts out and then I rewrite the positive thoughts and I literally like burn the negative thoughts. 
And it was so weird how simple shifts change so much in your brain where I had this thought that um, maybe I'll never make it. Mm. And and then mm-hmm. I I wrote the thought, the chances are, I, it's, I have a much higher chance of making it because I've worked so hard already. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, you fucking idiot. Like, just like <laughs> your brain rewires differently. And whenever we think of, um, it, it just makes me think of all of all of the things that we're talking about, you know, whether it's, um, am I ever going to meet somebody, uh, chemistry, all of the things, like, what is your what is the the narrative that is feeding all of this mm. and can we shift it to something more positive right like i wonder who i'm going to meet next mhm cuz that's exciting it is yeah totally i love the idea of doing that because once you when you write down these things that are like living in your head you can see how ridiculous they are like you can actually physically see that and then when you do the opposite thing it's like, yeah, well, why don't I just put the energy into this? This feels better anyways. Totally. You know? So, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Totally. Um, yeah, I encourage you guys to try it out. That's something my therapist taught me, and I love to share that. Um <laughs> Well, guys, I hope this was very helpful to you. Uh, we love answering your questions, so please keep sending more in to us. Okay. Um, you can DM us on Instagram or uh, send it to us uh, on email at kindadating at gmail.com. Um, this was a fun episode, Aish. was, yes. Uh, where can everybody find you on social media? Y'all can find me at Aisha Says Dance across all social media networks. My DMs are open, so let's talk. Yes, uh, get in Aisha's DMs. Um, we're also on social media. We're at Kinda Dating across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please tell a friend, rate and review this podcast, we would be so grateful. Once again, send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally. I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host, Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers, and Deanna Martinez is our graphic designer. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.